This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, June 1st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. New trade unease amid Trump tariffs. NAFTA doubts. Dairy producers face sign-up deadline and no waiver, so no E15. New trade worries for U.S. farmers. U.S. agriculture has been plunged into new uncertainty with President Donald Trump's decision to hit the European Union, Mexico, and Canada with tariffs over steel and aluminum exports. Mexico quickly announced that it would immediately put tariffs on U.S. pork, apples, grapes, blueberries, and cheese. The EU includes sweet corn, cranberries, rice, tobacco, and kidney beans on its list of potential tariff targets. Canada's considering tariffs worth roughly $12.8 billion on yogurt, coffee, poultry, maple syrup, chocolate, cucumbers, orange juice, and ketchup. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau predicted yesterday that U.S. lawmakers will come out against the steel and aluminum tariffs because of retaliation, and some already are, including House Speaker Paul Ryan. The new steel and aluminum tariffs go into effect today, but Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross says the U.S. is still willing to negotiate and stress that Trump has the authority to reduce or eliminate the tariffs at any time. In the meantime, Trudeau says Trump's insistence on a five-year sunset clause in a renegotiated NAFTA dashed the potential for a high-level meeting in Washington that could have resulted in a final deal. Keep in mind, if there is one positive byproduct of this uncertainty for U.S. agriculture, it's political. It provides farm state lawmakers with a potent talking point for passing a new farm bill without cuts to commodity programs and crop insurance. Dairy sign-up set to end as interest lags. Today is June 1st. It means it's World Milk Day. Fittingly, it's also the final day for dairy producers to sign up for the Enhanced Margin Protection Program, although USDA could potentially extend the deadline. So far, many producers are waiting for the last minute to enroll, or they are shrugging off the program despite projections showing that farmers could more than cover their enrollment costs. About 15,000 operations have signed up for MPP so far, according to sources. Enrollment in the original version of the program peaked in 2016 at nearly 26,000. There are about 45,000 dairy operations nationwide as of 2014. Farm Service Agency has worked hard in the past two weeks to increase interest in the program, including by sending postcards and making phone calls to farmers, that according to the National Milk Producers Federation. By the way, FSA notified its field offices yesterday that MPP payments will be processed on Monday for February through April. Producers who signed up at the $7 to $8 coverage levels will qualify for payments for each of the three months. Now, keep in mind, MPP could be changed further during the House and Senate negotiations on a new farm bill. The House bill would increase the top coverage level to $9. The Senate bill expected to make more modest tweaks. E15 deadline arrives with no deal in place. Today marks the beginning of the summertime reed vapor pressure restriction that bars sales of E15 across the country. A White House broker deal to invert the deadline has yet to materialize. Growth Energy CEO Emily Score says an RVP waiver would put the ethanol industry on the path to an additional 1.3 billion gallons of ethanol demand within five years. 
The executive director of the Iowa Renewable Fuels Association, Monty Shaw, says EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt should announce that his agency is using enforcement discretion and won't take action against E15 sales while the RVP decision is pending. Refiners reportedly getting retroactive credits. There's a fresh cause of frustration for the ethanol industry in addition to the delay on the RVP waiver. Two refiners who were denied waivers from the renewable fuel standard under the Obama administration are now being awarded retroactive credits. That according to Reuters. EPA defended the actions as being, quote, narrow in scope and consistent with direction from a court ruling the Trump administration has used to be more lenient in awarding additional hardship waivers. National Biodiesel Board lobbyist Kurt Kavorik called the retroactive credits secretive waivers of the RFS. Renewable Fuels Association President and CEO Bob Deneen said awarding the retroactive credits means the EPA is now making a mockery of the RFS. Farmers dropping organic certification. Farmers dropping their certification because of the demands of meeting the standards and lack of access to organic markets and consumers. That according to a new Purdue University study. The most likely farmers to drop out are those in the Midwest who grow fruits and vegetables, according to the study. 72% of farmers continued to use organic practices even after decertification, also according to the study. Those farmers apparently believe they can still get premium prices without being certified as organic. Land O'Lakes losing longtime CEO. An era is ending at Land O'Lakes with the announcement that Chris Polinski is stepping down as president and CEO after 13 years. Under his leadership, the Farmer Cooperative has doubled in size and expanded globally with joint ventures in South Africa and Kenya. Polinski's last day on the job will be June 30th. AFE is told to step up animal research oversight. The Government Accountability Office is pushing USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service to improve the reporting that federal agencies are supposed to do when they use animals for research. Among other things, GAO says AFA should provide research facilities with clear criteria for identifying field studies that are covered by the Animal Welfare Act, which protects dogs, cats, primates, guinea pigs, rabbits, and other warm-blooded animals. Here's today's He Said It. Ethanol producers and farmers are tired of subsidizing Administrator Pruitt's Wren fire sale to benefit some of the wealthiest companies in the country. That RFA's Bob Deneen referring to the biofuel credits or renewable identification numbers that were used retroactively. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, June 1st. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.